from AATH, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. This is LaughBox, the podcast for laughter and humor professionals. Here's your host, Chip Lutz. Hello, friends, and welcome to LaughBox. This is Chip Lutz, your host. And today, I get to talk to a good friend of mine, Barbara Grabstein. We've served on the AATH board together. I think I met her first in Las Vegas nearly a decade ago. And she is the founder and CEO of Healing Headbands. She's a global laughter ambassador, certified laughter leader, laughter yoga instructor, and the coolest thing, and not that that stuff's not cool, but I think one of the coolest things about Barbara is that she used to be a hair model. And I just like, whenever I see her, I think, hair model, man, she's got great hair. That is awesome. Because <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm losing my hair, so I, I'm envious of anybody that could be a hair model. So welcome, Barbara, to LaughBox. Thank you so much. This is such an honor. So exciting. Oh, it's exciting for me. I've been, uh, we've been missing each other, trying to connect. So it's just nice that we finally get an opportunity to talk. Now for our our listeners that haven't had the opportunity to meet you, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and where you came from. Okay, well, you did say, I'm from New York, born and raised, bread and buttered, is what I always say. Mm -hmm. And I had a police escort to the hospital. My father was speeding. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I was told, so I was told, I, I don't remember that too well. And, uh, and anyway, so I used to be an actress. I did some off off Broadway. I was a hair model. Um, and then I did some journalism and this and that my parents, my father had a nut business. So I tell people I came from a nut house. My father was the real <laughs> Willy Wonka. So. so I'm, I'm definitely a nut house. Um, creature uh-huh. and uh and so let's see so what else so um i used to be an actress i did some off off broadway and um i just i'm an all-around nice person oh you are a nice i will person. do what i can to make I it. Didn't, thank you, you. you told me a couple of things that i didn't know i didn't know that you had been uh an actress that's that's pretty neat yeah. Nor did I know your father was in the nuts business. And that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. He says, what business he installed? And he's like, nuts. So <laughs> now when I think, I'm going to think air model and I'm going to think nuts. Um, that's it. <laughs> the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, not the remake with Johnny Depp. Not the one. No, 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 no. Good, but. McGee Wilder, McGee Wilder. Yeah, yeah, you can't improve on that. I, you know, I'm a firm believer no. you can live your life by that movie. You just, you know, take different, you know, different sections of it. It's like, hmm, yes. Where is fancy bread? In the heart or in the head? Just so many great lines through <laughs> the entire movie. That my goodness. I've seen it. You're watching it last night? No, I've, I've just seen it <laughs> way too many times. With, uh, my kid, with my kids, anytime something would happen, usually I would quote something from Willy Wonka. So uh-huh. I want this, I want that. And then I would give them the Grandpa Joe line. Well, when a loaf of bread looks like a feast... We've got no business smoking tobacco. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my father used to have a my father used to have a phrase that say, you know, if you can drink, if you can drink um, beer, drink water. If you can drink wine, drink beer. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I need to adapt that for vodka. Yeah, that's it. It's okay. so, that's my drink okay. choice. So, you know, just about, about how did you become a how does how does one become a hair model? I know this is off the laughter track, but I'm just kind of curious. You're walking down the street one day, and somebody says, "Man, you got great hair. Can we take pictures of it?" How does that work? 
Well, actually, I was going to a hair salon, and my mother had always gone to, and the woman had worked for Clairol at the time, and they were always looking for young models, you know, that they could find heads that I guess at some point they'd want to dye the hair, but I was in, I was about to go to college, and I really didn't want them to dye my hair, but they gave me great haircuts because my hair is really thick, and it, it just, you know, it's got great texture, and um, could hold a shape really well, except for curls, you know, curls, you know, Karen Buxton has the curls, I don't. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so anyway, I would be in front of hairstylists that own salons and they would have these, you know, like not, you know, Vidal Sassoon, but they'd have up and coming, um, you know, uh, famous or infamous hairstylists from various parts of the United States, uh, introducing a new style. Uh -huh. So, and then they would explain on the stage and it wasn't like a hair salon where there were mirrors everywhere. They had to make shift everything. But uh -huh. here I was on stage. It was sort of a, um, a trifold and there were people all around like listening to everything he was saying. I have to hold your fingers a certain way and, you know, hold it out at like a couple of inches and that's when you cut. And so, and at the end, having no idea what they were doing, I saw the end result. Uh -huh. But the funny thing about one of the events was uh, they had put makeup on me and it wasn't, it was stage makeup and it wasn't, you know, hypoallergenic. And so they had put this, this foundation on me and I have a photo somewhere where I have this really cute haircut, but I look like the bearded lady from, you know, one of those, because the hair that they cut landed right on my, my chin bone. Uh -huh. And so I look like I could have been, you know, from a freak show. Oh, you're going to have to send that to me so I can put it in the show notes. That would be such a great, <laughs> that'd be such a great photo to have in there. Interesting. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be sure to look for that one. Yeah, if only my hair were thick and I could be a hair model, but I said I just got the middle-aged, I just have the middle-aged and bald look going on. So maybe that'll be mm -hmm. a thing where they'll try to. Uh, yeah, it is. Very sexy. Very sexy. Yeah, try to make it sexy. I always had maintained that when I started going bald, I'm going to start shaving my head. But my head is you know, unequally proportioned to my body. It's much smaller than the rest of my body. So I would actually, it would look like, you know, I would look like one of those pinheads from Beetlejuice, one of the, you know, cannibals down, you know, anyway, it just would, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be attractive at all. Hey, so. I always like to ask people about their humor roots. How did you get involved in, you know, having an interest in humor and laughter? You know, is it something always been a part of your life or was just one day you woke up, it's like, you know, I just need more laughter in my life. How did you? Well, my, my parents, my father was always funny. I mean, he would make very odd comments. Uh, we, had, we had an uncle apparently who had been a, um, a billboard, uh, you know, he would paint billboards uh -huh. And at the time, this is, this is risque, so you have to be careful. It's, it's, it's clean. But um, he was working, one of his accounts was Arrow Shirts. And unfortunately, he was, you know, painting out the word. He left out the R in shirts. So you can tell you, he wasn't, that wasn't one of his clients for very long after that. But uh, so my father had, you know, sort of off-color humor at times. And... Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I had a bad accident. I fell in a parking lot mm -hmm. and I broke my arm. I broke my hand, my right hand and my left foot. Mm -hmm. Well, one fell swoop and I had never broken anything before in my life. And, and I was going through the blues because I couldn't go anywhere. I was stuck. So I went online and I found the World Laughter Tour. 
And I convinced a friend of mine to go to the program with me because she could drive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I kept thinking, how, how could I market this? But I, I loved the idea. I just didn't do anything with it for a year. And then I did laughter yoga. And again, I didn't do anything with that for a year. I just let it percolate. And then I heard about Steve Wilson being honored at AATH, not knowing anybody but him. And I mentioned to my husband, I said, you know, there's this. He said, go, just go, go, go. Just have a good time, go. And that was really the, the um, you know, like the springboard to get me outside of where I was. You know, I, might, I had healed, but I still was feeling the remnants. My kids are off to college and it was that empty nest. And what am I going to do with myself? And, you know, I was never, I didn't have a career when the kids were growing up. I, I didn't, I was a stay-at-home mom. That is a career. You know, I'm going mean, to I mean, lay that yeah. out right there. That is a career. That is a, I mean, that is more than, that is more than a career. That's like, I, I maintain that, you know, if you're leading the household, I mean, you can pretty much do anything. So I'm, I'm gonna, I want to make sure that is a career. I just want to make sure I laid that out there. All right. Sorry for interrupting. It's true, but it's, it's not a paying career. Unfortunately, it's, it's an unpaid, um, you know, uh, situation, but nonetheless, you know, I was active in the schools and everything. And, and I just, I love being around people. Uh-huh. And so when I met everybody at ATH, I just felt so embraced. And I, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but Lenny Dave was the one who basically, uh, put his claws, his arms around me and really shaped me and, and saw, saw potential in me that at the time I didn't see in myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, you've known me, as you say, almost a decade and I've come more than full circle. I've probably made several circumferences around the moon. So, uh, from where I was. So. That's cool. So, yeah, that's what's neat about uh, the association. There's a lot of times, when people finally get there, it's like, oh, these are these are my these are these are neat people. These are my people. I I enjoy being around these people. You know, it's, and I've made such wonderful tr- friends. I mean, from all over the world, and and I'm so grateful that I get to write the welcome notes when somebody new comes along because I just I pour my heart and soul. My handwriting's not great, but I pour my heart and soul in that little note card, and I. Let people know that if, you know, when they're coming to the conference to look for me, and uh-huh. we are the most supportive group of or, you know people from all over the world. We you know doesn't matter what field you're in, but we love you. And the fact that you joined us and found us, you know, we couldn't be happier. It's funny about the handwritten notes and handwriting. My handwriting is atrocious, so if I wrote notes, I wouldn't even know what it said afterwards. So they would get it, and they'd be you, like, know, you could be a doctor. <laughs> they'd be like, be "What is this?" I know when I was uh, <laughs> in the Navy, and I'd have to proof stuff, and I'd write little notes on there for my staff to, you know, rewrite things and they'd come back and go, what does this say? I'm like, I have no idea what that says. Just go with the original. <laughs> <laughs> now, so you would, uh, did a little laughter tour. You did, you know, laughter yoga, you know, and for me, I know that that was one of those things that, uh, was a, I don't want to say kind of a game changer for me that it really helped me you know, bring a little more joy to my life and, you know, then in, in essence, be a facilitator of joy and bring joy to other people's lives. Have you, did you find the same? Um, I did. It just, you know, I think the hardest part for me was to market myself. It's easy for me to market others mm-hmm. or, you know, promote some, somebody else, you know, or promote a product. I mean, if I find something that I think is amazing, I will shout from the rooftops till everybody buys it or gets it or because I can be so passionate. But when it's promoting yourself, it's, it takes a, a you have to have a certain personality. I don't know what's in your DNA, but there's something about us that 
has to do it, and it's not easy. So, um, but you no, know, I did here and there. I did some senior centers, and I did. I remember once I did a long on um, one of the Alzheimer foundations, and I did um, you know, Girl Scout troops and social workers. But I never charged enough. You know, I just there's some people out there who really know how to charge. How do they do that? But you know, overall, I I did make people smile and. Um, and you know, wherever I would go, my husband travels a lot. I get to go with him. And so I, that's why I'm considered the global laughter ambassador because wherever I go, I would either hand out stickers or I hand out, you know, I don't know, something, or I'm always handing things out, cards or something just, you know, like, or, or paper clips that have smiles on it. Anything I could find that would generate happiness mm-hmm. is what I would do. And, uh, so I'm I'm fortunate. I'm very fortunate that I've um, found my calling in a way. You know, I, mm-hmm. Who would have known? But uh, it's just to make the world a better place by promoting positivity. Well, you, you and you're a great you're great at that. I mean, you're and one of the more you know, most genuine people I know. On uh, one being passionate about ATH, but also you know spreading the joy around. And you've got a whole another new endeavor that you've been working on the last few years. Um, called Healing Headbands. Can you uh, tell me a little bit about what that's about? Sure. Thank you. Um, well, Healing Headbands, the Healing Headbands Project, Inc., we're a nonprofit. And uh, what we've done is we utilize laughter, you know, laughter exercises, the improv style exercises that laughter leaders um, facilitate. And we do that enough for about 20 minutes, which is just enough to do the shift in the brain and the perception changes, as you know. And then everyone sits down, they paint. And we supply the, what would be the, um, the canvas and the paints and everything. And what happens is everybody gets to paint their joy. They're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I take, their artwork, I take their artwork back with me and I get it processed. And everything gets printed on this mag- magical fabric that feels like Tinkerbell. You know, Tinkerbell could give you a hug. Mm-hmm. It's that soft, ultra soft and smushy feeling material that also has a very strong SPF, sun protected factor of mm-hmm. over 50 plus. So initially I had been in Central America and I saw headbands being sold in a marketplace and I bought about 20 of them and thinking I'd hand them out as souvenirs, but I kept most of them. I'm a hoarder, <laughs> really. And, uh, I bought you something, but I just don't know where it's at. <laughs> That's it. You know, and, but I thought you know there there had to be something to be done with a, with a, a different design other than what I grew up wearing because my hair used to be long, not Lady Godiva long, but long. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the design opened up like a bandana, and I thought you know the fabric wasn't right to help people who are bald. My husband is bald, so I, I don't know why I thought of him or anybody, but that was my my point, and so I. I went online and looked at hats for children, or coverings for you know people or anyone who's going through cancer, let's say. And I thought these hats were really hideous, so I decided to create um, a new form of headband, mm-hmm. and just thought it would be nice to help because I am a helper. That it could help different populations who are going through illness, and uh, so you know I I have a you met Joni. I have a, a co-founder who's a neighbor, and she's phenomenal with children. And you know, she's uh, 
uh, interior designer and graphic artist. I mean, whatever I lack, that's her strength. Mm-hmm. And we've worked together. And, you know, she's computer savvy. Like, I'm like, <clears throat> so she's like, she makes me look great. And, and so the two of us have created this program, which I'm thrilled because we were in California in September. We're going to three hospitals in Florida just before the conference in Orlando. And uh, we want to take our program global because essentially our mission is that we help those with serious illness feel better using laughter, painting. And then the finished product is the artist's design printed onto this fabric. So mm-hmm. it becomes their their own personal headband and then they can wear their happiness that is really cool because a lot of times when you're going through something it just is it's easy to focus in on the negative and how bad things are and it's kind of cool you had this epiphany on taking and it all started with just like one initial thought. I mean, sometimes I think things are kind of like divinely inspired where you, you don't, you've got something, but you don't know really what it is. And then it's like, all of a sudden you have an idea. It's like, Hey, I want to, you know, uh, this is pretty cool. I wonder if I can make this work. And it takes a lot of work to make something work. That must've been a lot of, a lot of effort for you to try to put everything together and, you know, get a finished product at the end. It, it is amazing. I remember because I remember I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, I don't know. I have this idea. She said, do it. I thought, I don't know. And she said, no, do it. I thought, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm sure she wanted to hit me in the face like, do it already. But I'm finally, finally, you know, I said, I better do this because it just, everything sort of like pointed in this direction. You know, it's like um, like a Geiger counter or something. It's just beep, 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 beep. And, and so this, this, I guess, is my calling, so to speak. And, and what better platform is is to have a place like AATH and, and the people in the laughter field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're like, according to Dr. Kataria, there are over 105 countries that are represented that have laughter yoga instructors there. So, and he's even uh, endorsed my program as Steve Wilson from the World Laughter Tour has endorsed our program. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm working on getting CTCA to endorse our program and, and, and all the different, avenues you know i'm i'm grateful we're going to i like i'm good friends with erica uh, ristas who is uh, a miami resident now and and we talked about when i saw her in november maybe we could do like not a caravan but a um, city by city uh healing headbands tour before we get to the conference and so that's what we're doing so we have so we have three hospitals lined up and um and i'm working on getting press and doing whatever I can to also promote the conference. Well, that's kind of neat. It's too bad this episode will, um, we'll have to have another interview afterwards, after the conference, because this will come up after the conference. Uh, this will air after the conference. So it'll be, uh, need to have like a post, a, um, a post interview to see how it all went, see how things, how the uh, caravan went, how everything worked out for you. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. So in doing this, I mean, you've been all over the United States doing healing hand bands. And what are some of the, the great, do you have any like great examples or great stories from that, that, you know, sometimes we don't know the impact that we make until, you know, later on or sometimes never at all. But you know, it, once in a while we get an email back or we get something that's, you know, said, Hey, that really was awesome. I mean, do you have any stories like that? It was funny, you know, um, we have this one story that was great. We went to a hospital 
on Long Island, where we're from, and uh, wonderful, wonderful people who work there. And we did a program with you know, children and adults, and this one little girl's name was Esmeralda. And, um, and that name just strikes me as something so special because when my daughter was little, I used to say she had a tooth fairy, and she couldn't meet the tooth fairy because the tooth fairy queen's name was Esmeralda, and she wouldn't allow tooth fairies to meet with the children who you know, she took care of. So here was this Esmeralda. And I thought, oh, my God, Esmeralda, you're the queen. And she had no idea what the heck I was talking about. So anyway, we did this program with you know, five or six people, and then we were able to go back to the hospital and hand this young child the headband that she had created. And in most cases, we're not allowed to do that, you know, get the laws. And, you know, usually we just send everything back to each artist. But this was an agreement. And so we went back and we were able to get a four-page spread in one of our local newspapers, which gave us lots, lots of uh, uh, legs, you know, a uh, lot, lot more um, programs to do, which was fabulous. But it was just a delight to see her face and to you know, we put the headband on her. And, mm-hmm. and it was just it was so nice to see, you know, in life, most cases, it's, you flip a coin and you don't, like you say, you know, you don't know the ripple effect. You don't know where, you know, what goodness you do will help others. Right. We don't see that. But here I was able, you know, I flipped the coin and I got, I was able to see her smiles. I was able to see her happiness in doing the program. And I was able to engage her a little bit more to know a little bit more about her mm-hmm. rather than just a child who was doing the program. And right. then, Afterwards, I sent her a whole bunch of clown noses that she could hand out to people in the hospital. How cool is that? She was probably yeah. the most popular person around because she had free stuff. All kids, yeah. like, all kids like free stuff. It doesn't make a difference what it is. Like well, she's, no, she's no different than us. We like free stuff, too. As long as it's, too. You know. I go to a conference, and people are just taking everything off the tables like it's trick-or-treat time. It's like, ooh, right, I, yeah, exactly. I need 500 pencils. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a pen stealer, I know. <laughs> oh, are you? I'll remember that next time we're in a no, yeah. together. If I'm looking for my pen, then I'll, I'll know that Barbara has it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so... For you as a laughter ambassador, what are some of the best tips you have for people to make a difference in their circle of influence? I think that's where you make the the best impact is the people that are around you. I think that you are kind of like a positive atmosphere. You you infect people with that positivity, but you have some strategies that people can use for doing that. I'd say the easiest thing to do, I don't care what language you speak, I don't care, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you live, um, whatever your socioeconomic thing, a smile, but a real smile. A real smile is, you know, goes so far. I talk in front of nursing students sometimes and I'll say, you know, when you're in a room with a patient and you're prodding them, you know, taking their blood or you know, temperature or whatever, and, and they, they, they don't want to be bothered, but you, do, you have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And the minute you leave, they want you because they're lonely. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, you really can't always make the, you know, a chit chat that you would like, that they would like, because they're just sitting there. They just feel like, you know, they're a leaf on a plant. They're, they're sort of ignored. And I said, if you can smile at them, if you can just like maybe hold their hand or just say, or give them a compliment, something like, Oh, I like, I like the way your hair looks today. or Just something simple. And that could be enough to hold them the whole day. It really doesn't take a lot. 
and you could say nice shoelaces if you see somebody or you don't know what to say or you pat them on the back or hold the door. Just simple niceties that we sort of have lost, unfortunately, but it, it just, it makes a difference. I mean, I, I have trouble sometimes working with children, you know, getting them to laugh. I mean, look at me like I've got 15 heads and you know, half the time I probably do, but, but I, I especially, just, especially I, I can't get them. Yep. Just, you know, and, and so, but, you know, I can offer them a smile and I tell them that it's the simplest way to make a friend. I mean, just, I, sometimes we do a thing, we have a, a wheel that we use when we go into the hospital because so we can't always remember which laughter exercise to do. We call it the spin and grin wheel. Mm-hmm. And it has, it looks like a pizza, you know, but it's like Wheel of Fortune right. and, you know, like the life, the life wheel. And we have eight prompts, different laughter exercises. And so sometimes, you know, instead of doing namaste, like I'll say let's rub elbows because when we're in a hospital, everyone's worried about germs. So we'll rub elbows or we'll do like, you know, curly and, you know, the three stooges, the high five, you know, just, you know the hand under the chin, things like that. And just to be silly. And, and you know, I mean, I've, I've been on the floor with my legs up in the air like a hyena at times. I mean, just, just to get a rise out of kids. Because some of the parents would, look at me like, oh, this lady's crazy. But I want a picture of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put that on my list. Okay. Bearded lady, you know, feet up in the air. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I, I agree with you. I, we don't have enough silliness in the world. I think people need to be a little less serious and a little more silly. Just because I think that it, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy, angry world as of late and i think we need a little more yeah. smiles a little more silliness yeah. so, so what's it's next just, it's, it's, what's the next step uh what's my next step oh i don't know well um every day we we attempt to write to somebody famous and we hand out um, a healing wristband which is what we make from the headbands and like we sent one to charlie rose when he had um he was going to healing from his heart attack and uh-huh. and we send them to various people who are going through situations we may send them to ball players but every day we try to send one to somebody famous with hopes that you know they'll say I've received this amazing thing and you know wouldn't it be nice but you know it's it's all good the program is good um, the people who it has touched love it uh, we are now with e-commerce, so we've just put up maybe like 10 different headbands, and some of them are AATH members, so mm-hmm. you can go on our website, which is info, our, healingheadbands.com, and, uh, and so we're beginning to sell that, and that's when we're always looking for sponsors. Mm-hmm. We've been fortunate in the past. We've had some really nice sponsors. Um, there's a paint company called Dick Blick. They've donated paint to us, and... Um, naturally, the, um, the Laughter Arts and Sciences Foundation has um, helped us, as well as um, um, you know, you know, different people, local uh, organizations. And uh, you know, I, I spoke to somebody yesterday who's with Morgan Stanley. We're going to see if we can possibly do some walks. We just did a wonderful vision walk for an organization um, in our area, and uh, um, and that was nice. We did a program with one particular woman who was the chair of this vision organization and it became their team headband 
And so she had a team about 11 people. And it was so cool because everyone was wearing it. So you could really tell us apart from everybody else. And, uh, you know, we want to do corporate work and, and really get our name out there because everyone needs to heal. You know, the thing is we come into this earth pure. When we leave, we've been scarred in so many ways. Oh, so yeah. it, it could be from illness. It could be from, you know, losing out on a job, you know, situation or bad marriage. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything, you know, it could be anything tip, you know, it's like, you know, to root canal. Oh my God, I'm in pain. Well, like even Alan Klein had, I think root canal and he put on his headband to, uh, over his face, but you know, like around almost oval. So he's, Oh, it helps my mouth. So, That's you know, funny. we're thinking about creating a book on, you know, 101 ways to wear your healing headbands, unusual ways to wear your healing headband. You know, it, it's fun. It really, but the fabric is so yummy. And that, you know, I, a, I look a, at a, it and I what touch a, it. What a descriptor. So yummy. I like that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's just, you know, you have to, I mean, and, you know, I, if we have a chance during the, during the, you know, conference, if we can find like maybe a half hour, I can do like 10 minutes of laughter and then the rest you can do like a quick, quick thing and we'll, and we'll create a headband from it. But it's, it's just, it's amazing, you know, and, and uh, just to get the word out there is, is paramount. But, uh, you know, I, I, I saw Saran last night and she thinks it's a wonderful program and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I've met fabulous people through the organization and they're all in their own way, want to help promote it. Or when I've gone to advanced workshops at Steve Wilson's, um, events, you know, what he has in November, many of the laughter leaders will buy headbands and will sport them. And, you know, I always tell, please send us pictures of you wearing it so we can put it on our website. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I listen, all I need is like, I need a a few iconic people. Like just get Chip Lux to wear a headband, you know, you can wear it when you're at the gym, you know, and then, and then, and that would, that would, that would sell lots of them. Yeah. I don't think so. All of, all of Wisconsin will want them. Nobody, nobody wants to see that, but I would, uh, I would wear one. So I know you mentioned once, but you know, if people want to find you, what's the, um, what's the website that they should go to for healing headbands? Okay. Well, it's www.healingheadbands.com. So it's A-T-A-L-I-N-G headbands with a, a plural with an S.com. We're on all social media. We're on Facebook. We're on, um, we're on Instagram and we're also on Twitter, but the Twitter is like that, but, uh, it's, so we're, you can find us, friend me, you know, I've, I, I tell people if you're my friend on Facebook, you will have 700 of the most amazing people who care about others. I, I don't know how I've cultivated you know, wonderful people from around the world, but they all are. And if I find anybody caustic, I, I will ignore them and, and block them. <laughs> I sound like Miss Congeniality. If anyone hurts my friends, I will I will do something terrible. No headband for you. <laughs> oh. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you spending some time talking with me today. I really enjoyed it. I enjoy any time I get to spend with you, but it was especially nice today because I got oh. to get a little more information on Healy headbands and your mission, and I appreciate everything you're doing to make the world a better place. Thank you. Thank you, Chip. This was a delight.
You're a delight to talk to. Anytime. Oh, oh you're, you had me at hello. And friends, what I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll tell all of you is, you know, check out Healing Headbands. If you know somebody that would be, needs a little more joy or you need a population that would benefit from, you know, Barbara and uh, uh, Joni coming in Johnny. and uh, sharing that, you know, connect with there. It's a, it's a great program and it'll make a difference for them and the people around them. So thanks again. I appreciate you spending a little time on LaughBox. Oh, thanks so much. You have a great week. We have beautiful weather here in New York. I can only hope it's the same in Wisconsin and wherever you are. Any day, and, uh, any just day keep over, smiling. Any day over 30 and sunny is good in Wisconsin. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. I will see you later, my friend. Okay. Thanks, thanks. so much. This is LaughBox, the podcast for laughter and humor professionals. LaughBox is made possible by a grant from the National Speakers Foundation and is brought to you by AATH, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Find out more at AATH.org. Be sure to review LaughBox on iTunes. For show notes and more information about today's conversation, visit LaughBox.AATH.org.